since the beginning of humankind, we've been learning about relationships, haven't we? And as love has grown, it's broadened. In Buddhism, I mean, in, in Judaism, it's sometimes said that God created the world because love needs another to love. In a, a Jewish magazine that's called Moment, founded by the Nobel laureate and uh, Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel, um, I found an article that put it this way. Love is defined in Hebrew as ahava, or ahava, which is rooted in the Aramaic word hav and literally translates as give. Rather than translate the first words of the Torah as in the beginning, one can actually say in the first gift. It's kind of a surprise, isn't it? Creation originated in the Creator's will to give. We refer to the nature of this gifting as love because it involves not only giving of oneself, but also stepping back to enable the existence and flourishing of the other. Now, from my own personal and obviously limited assessment, uh, of their story, or the story of Judaism, it seems to me that it shows a whole lot of instructions and negotiations and corrections on how to live into that love. In the Hebrew Testament, the first commandment or utterance of the 613 prescribed is, I am your God. The second is, you shall have no gods before me. If you skip forward a few thousand years to the teachings of the Christian Testament, there God is love. So putting that first, like you're mandated to do in the Hebrew Testament, doesn't seem like a bad idea. But it took a great deal of time and all sorts of machinations, books and uh, books of laws, covenants made and broken, wars and murders and warnings and covenants broken and consequences and promises to get from being told to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul to a more inclusive understanding of what that just might be mean? How many thousands and thousands of years did it take for us to begin living in groups that were larger than our own family? From the advent of humanids on the planet you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years just to move from our family group to include something 
else? And how many more thousands of years have we worked at learning to do that well? Fifteen hundred years or so after the discernible existence of the Jewish people, another teacher, Gautama the Buddha, came along whose teachings um, are in large measure about compassion balanced with wisdom. In Japanese and Chinese, the word compassion is a compound made of two characters meaning benevolence and sympathy. So the giving that we talked about earlier and the sympathy or the, or the uh, feeling with. So the founders of traditions, who I absolutely admit over, grossly oversimplifying here, moved from teaching love as giving, yes, but also as obedience, compliance, exclusivity, battling to maintain separateness and identity and allegiance. They move from that to seeing love more as generosity, concern for the other, and consideration of broader consequences than just your own. In this realm, the physical realm, The teachings of Jesus, some 600 years after that, echo and develop that theme, um, although I think those teachings have been profoundly misunderstood and abused in many cases, certainly not all. So 2,000 years after that, here we are. How are we doing? When I, when I thought about talking about this, I thought about a much smaller time scale, and I thought about the 50s when um, in the dominant society, people were trying to be perfect. They were trying to live within their means. Um, opportunities were beginning to come that had not been there in the depression or in times before that. Um, people, people were going for at least modest perfection. Clothes were ironed, faces were scrubbed, shoes were polished. After all, we had new soaps and washing machines and transportation so we didn't have to walk everywhere. And um, children didn't quite appreciate the hardships that their parents had gone through before that. Now, when I moved to Shreveport at two, and that was a minute ago, um, there were still cotton fields here and people, people working in them, not machines. people picking cotton.
things have changed. For some, things were too easy and their imaginations ran away with them and their curiosity got the best of them and they moved into drug cultures. I resemble that remark. There, we got the love everybody part. But mostly it kind of came with a sense of it was supposed to feel good and everybody was supposed to just get along. And uh, well, the part the Buddha knew and the part that Jesus demonstrated with his life were that great love will include great pain. We are culturally just coming around to that for the people that had dealt with oppression most of us cannot imagine finding a way to carry that love forward was a part of survival Now I can't I can't speak to the kinds of changes that have happened since then. But I can remember radiating compassion from any number of people that I encountered along the way. We are still in the habit of loving people that it's easy to love. We are still in the habit of extending our generosity and our uh, positive regard to those who don't just wear us raw, aren't we? As a species, we evolve on all sorts of levels and at different rates on these different levels. And I've talked about this before. Um, Kinesthetically, our abilities have changed. Our emotional awareness of the subtleties of emotion has changed. Our psychological maturity, maybe. Our creativity evolves. Our relational understanding evolves. Our sense of aesthetics, uh, political awareness, um, our moral capacity, our spiritual development. If we put all of these side by side on meters, they're gonna move like this and not in one smooth motion. In some of these areas, we clearly, as good teachers put it, I think, have some room for improvement. Still, if we look at a long enough view, we really can see that we're growing. Love is growing. 
our capacity to understand what that is, is changing. And how to make it manifest in this world is asking different things of us now than it did when we didn't understand that. The great visionaries of all time, or at least the people to whom I would give that label, have all tried to point us toward loving kindness and compassion, charity. I know, I know you people. I know you're generous. I know you care about others. I know you spend your time and your resources and your energy and your hearts on things that you care about. But what I'm saying today is that it's not just asking us to do that where we want to. And what I keep saying in one way or another is that we are being asked to be bigger than our own ideas. And I keep advocating for us to be the place that can effectively hold the tension of the paradoxes of the things that aren't easily reconciled and make a space for all of these things so that maybe there's room for reconciliation. It means doing all we can to mindfully stretch our own personal capacity to love, to include that other we'd rather not. As love grows up, it expands to embrace more. 